Okay, so yay, episode three of the Pain to Purpose podcast. We are now live and ready to go. My name is Vanessa Simpson, uh, the creator of this Pain to Purpose podcast. We're bringing in conscious creators to share their story, share their wisdom from their life's journey, uh, which is the most extraordinary school is life itself, right? So um, thank you, Amanda, for being here. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling um, pretty good, actually. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I just want to say that it's such an honor to be here. So thanks. Oh my goodness! Of course, yes. So, what's love got to? What's love got to do with it? What? <laughs> what? What? Why? What? What? What's love got to do with it? Relationships, love. I would love to know more, and our, I'm sure our viewers would too, our listeners, of what your story is. How did you? plop right here behind these mountains. <laughs> <laughs> mountains. Um, well, if you're, if you're going off of what my story is from pain to purpose with relationships is I'm sure we can all attest to that the biggest thing that challenges us all and kind of puts us to the test is when we get into a relationship with someone. And that can be a romantic relationship. It can be a you know, a career relationship where you're in uh, working with someone every day or a friendship or a family member. So relationships of all sort are, wow, so, such a big challenge. And it's something for us to learn and explore and can teach us so much about ourselves. So I think that why I'm here, one of the reasons why I wanted to come on this podcast was to talk about my work with people to help them um, take that pain and use it for purpose, I guess, so to speak, to take that discomfort that they might have felt with early relationships that they see playing out in current relationships over and over again, and how to make that um, work for them instead of against them. Right. Oh, that's so beautiful. And how did you even become interested in uh, helping people with their relationships? Like, where did that begin for you? Well, it's it all started with a lot of messy relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Clarity through the contrast, you say. <laughs> so much crap. Oh my, so much crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, from from early on, and it just sorting out and being like, what is happening? Why does this keep happening to me over and over again? I don't know if any of you are out there, and if you and us have experienced this, but after a while, you just start to be like whoa, I'm seeing the same thing. And it's been like, for me, I had been like 20 years of the same thing. And I was like, okay, well, they're all different, but I'm getting the same results. Mm -hmm. So I'm the common denominator here. <laughs> I've been doing this to everybody. <laughs> mm. I mean, in many, many teachers now are talking about this concept of, um, taking responsibility for our lives and what we feel and our relationships, right? Because it Ooh. all starts with us. Oh, oh my gosh. That is so, that is so huge. And that's something that um, I've really been learning recently. And, and how can you, um, you know, take responsibility for your life, but then also not like point the finger at yourself and, and shame yourself for it? How, how do you help people through, you know, taking responsibility, feeling empowered and not um, taking it all on and like shaming yourself and blaming yourself for everything. 
That's beautiful. Well said. Yeah, because we're all in this together, right? So I found myself, I'll just speak from personal experience here, and I found myself um, getting really angry and frustrated with myself. And and so when I first started to be like, oh, shit, you're the common denominator, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit, you're the common denominator. So I had like all my fingers pointed at myself <laughs> and I was like, what up, Amanda? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and then I just had one of those moments where I was like, okay, well, I can just be annoyed with myself for a many, many years over all the things that have happened before. I could take that or I could take that sage advice that I keep hearing is now is your powerful now. So it's what you do now. And I can't get into my now if I'm constantly bludgeoning myself over the head with the past and yeah. being like, oh, you failed here. Oh, you failed there. Well, then I'm just, I'm, I'm dishonoring the relationship with myself if I do that. And so what I teach, what I'm about is self-love. And that's the first key. So if we can find our way to love ourselves unconditionally. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, like, sometimes it can be challenging. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we can find a way to do that, and then all of a sudden, you know, we can make not only a valuable connection with ourselves, but potentially beautiful, amazing, forward-moving, earth-shaking, lovely, desirable relationships with people all around us that inspire us and mm -hmm. take us further into our purpose because we're healthy with ourselves and we're healthy with others. Ooh, and that's so true. And uh, something that I've came to uh, with self-love is I've purified this lens of judgment that I've had against myself, which therefore was how I was also perceiving others. And then I got down on myself of like, why did I even have that thought? Or like, why am I judging? And I'm because I'm judging myself. And so seeing other people as reflections of you, uh, it you're able to tap into this this deeper self love because you're seeing reflections of yourself all around and so we can have a level of compat like a deep level of compassion there and so my question for you is what would be a a tip or trick that you have uh, for people to really tap into their sense of love for their self for their self. Well, you know, just walking around, imagine everyone naked. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's that? Like, I do a lot of public speaking, and I've and I've uh, taught workshops on that before, and so we always tease, you know, with the whole imagine everyone naked thing. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, just imagine everyone naked in their pure state. Then it's easier to forgive them. Yeah, that's not really what I do, but. <laughs> It kind of gives me a laugh sometimes if I'm feeling kind of grouchy. <laughs> but what I, um, what I really, a tip that I, I have and that I offer to you is what I've been doing is just kind of imagining a person in their most perfect self. Like the moment of that they might have said something or done something or showed this amazing humanity. And then I imagine that and I stick it on them. And I can see like almost like who they really are. And then if I could see who they really are, like their light self, their light being, their love self, who they are, like well, you want to call it like their God self or divine nature or whatever it is they, um, 
I honor all religions. So whatever it is that you want to label, you want to put on it, that self that is beyond all of us, that connects us to each other. And so I tap into that feeling within myself and then I imagine it on them. And then I just sit there until all of a sudden I just relax just a little bit and breathe just a little bit. And it helps me find compassion for that person because I'm like, whoa, you know, I don't want to take myself too seriously and I don't want to take others too seriously because I think that we're really here to, you know, have some fun, make some beautiful creations. And so if someone's like doing something that maybe my mind wants to judge in a moment of mindfulness, I take a deep breath, sit back and I just imagine them in there like most beautiful shiny self and then all of a sudden I get this little grin on my face like a little kid and I'm like oh you're totally lovable you're totally Mm. lovable oh that's beautiful I love that thank you for sharing that um something that I want to talk to you about I'd love your perspective on this is boundaries Uh, I want to know like Um, you know, on this spiritual journey, especially we have a bunch of givers here watching a bunch of people pleasers of just give, 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 give. Um, So I'm, I'm wondering from your perspective of, you know, working within relationships, how, how do we know, like, how do we create boundaries or know when to create boundaries? I just love to know your, your perspective on, on boundaries. Oh, I'm so happy that you brought this up. I was actually talking to a mentor of mine yesterday and I was thanking her for all the work we did on discernment. And so for me, that's my very favorite word is discernment. Chills, yes, keep it. (laughs) Because when you start to love yourself, you realize that the more you give yourself and that self-care, then the more you have to give others, right? We, we, we're learning that. As, as I think humanity is speaking more and more about that. I hear teachers all the time talking about that. And it's really true. You, your cup needs to be full in order to offer it, to mm-hmm. have anything to offer anyone else. And so having that clear discernment about First of all, what is it that's serving my purpose in this moment? Is it serving my purpose to give 50,000 things to all these people that are asking me? Or is it serving my purpose to breathe and really check in with who I really am and find out what my impulse is today? What am I feeling guided to? What do I really want to do that makes me feel like a rock star, you know, or makes you feel like I am so powerful that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to serve this planet and I'm going to see all these people and they're going to want to jump in this boat with me and we're going to rock it off. And if we can do that and how we do that, well, we do that by filling ourselves up first. And so that's discernment. Mm. Give it to yourself first. Mm, and knowing when it's that that time um so probably you know I know for me when I'm feeling depleted um I if I'm constantly like pushing and and trying to and and constantly giving to others I it's just it doesn't feel as pure there's just something there that is like saying dude you need to take a second to chill uh before you can go and and do your thing with other people and it is absolutely beautifully said totally and like uh meditation like i do about 15 minutes every day before i even talk to someone if i work with someone i meditate before i make sure that i'm clear 
because you can you can take a piece of paper and you can draw a line down the middle and if you're talking about discernment you can put on one side what's the satisfying thing for me to do put on the other side what's an unsatisfying thing for me to do um or put on one side what makes you feel good today or put on the other side what doesn't make me feel good today and then you go down the list and if so and so is on that list and you she really wants your help but you're feeling like then it's it's not that it's bad it's just maybe you're having some discernment about what it is that you feel guided to today so it's not necessarily like you're leaving someone out or you're um not trying to be helpful or loving or an uplifter you're just really um following your own guidance and when you're following your own guidance that discernment comes really clear and how do you get clear guidance well you get that through meditation through regular practice, whatever makes you feel clear, yoga, whatever, you know, people do running. I've seen people, um, I, I like the term alignment. Um, and, but I, I really think that that's a valuable term because it, it, it implies alignment. It's like physical, but it's mental, emotional too. And when you're in that space, then discernment comes easier. Mm, oh my goodness. Yes. I, I love that so much. It's, I know our, our viewers over here, we got, thank you for sharing with us. Um, whoa, she is speaking so much truth. It's intoxicating. I love it. Um, self-love. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Marsha, I am a witness to bad repetitive relationships too. Um, so what would you say is like a reason why you would continue being in the same cycle over and over again with relationships? I'm sure there's obviously many variables, but what would you say would be one like big one that you've seen as a common denominator? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm actually working on a, a book on that right now. What's that? Everyone take note. <laughs> Amanda Gilbert. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, why would you, why do you have those patterns show up? Well, we know that we have a psyche, right? And so that psyche is very powerful. And our mind is kind of like the ringleader with that psyche. And it, um, and it can, it has us show up and do things really unconsciously. Like we're not doing it on purpose. We're just kind of not, well, there's, there's a many different reasons. Some people aren't doing it on purpose. They're just doing it out of, maybe not really knowing that they were doing it until years later then they're like huh whoa and they look back and they're like oh crap <laughs> but uh but some people do it because it's what they were taught you know it's what they learned at an early age it's what they taught love was so we get a lot of different definitions of love depending on um, who our parents are, wh who our uh, peers are, what we're learning in school. You know, there's a lot of different things that get built up in that psyche, especially before age six, where we're really building those blocks of how we're making sense of the world. And so because that gets formulated before age six, then that becomes a lens with which we start to see things through, especially relationships, because relationships are key to survival. And so our brain is really busy helping us learn how to survive, especially before age six, where we're developing those tools in which to communicate and to um, experience our world, right? And so that gets developed. And then you go through this process of practicing it. And then you practice it out in the world and school and all this stuff. And you're going on, you're a teenager and you're practicing a whole new level of it. And then you get shown experiences and then you, think that those experiences are the way that it is because you don't know anything else. Right. 
And so it could be many different things for many different people, not trying to pigeonhole into one thing, but that's one thing that I've noticed for me, especially, was just like, my unconscious mind was just like, oh, you like that. Oh, you like that. Yeah, go for that guy. Oh my God, he's awesome. He wasn't awesome. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening here? Yeah. He was the awesome opposite. And it wasn't him, it was me because it was what I was attracting because I thought that's what was great. Mm, and then there's the what you believe you deserve as well and your and your sense of worth has been such a big one for me and even um uh, I mean yes romantic relationships but I say even friendships too is just um you know you're like it's such a switch when you've been a person that has always put other people before yourself and then when you start making that switch to prioritizing yourself because your self-worth and your 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 sense of who you are and the value that you have of yourself is is rising and rising so you're not willing to put up with the same thing that you used to when you were at this level of self mm-hmm. uh and um it's and that's discernment <laughs> Yeah, I man, my my astrology has been saying things about discernment for a while now, and I love that word so much. Beautiful. It's beautiful word. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's on my list in my book. And one of the things is what you deserve, what you feel you deserve is mm-hmm. definitely on there. Yeah. You don't get what you want; you get what you believe you deserve. Right. And so if you if you if you believe that um, that love is hard in that um and especially just abuse you know the being in that 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 cycle um it's it's definitely painful but there you will hopefully eventually come to this space where you can look eye to eye at yourself and really make a decision that hey is this really what's best for me and my purpose i love that that's really good to ask yourself that question Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for naming that. And also like um, along that vein is finding that space where we can have compassion for these things within ourselves and compassion for others. But where the discernment comes in is knowing that just because we have compassion for someone and we can see who they truly are in that moment, like we like to pick out the good things about the guy that's the wrong partner or the girl that isn't, is the wrong partner. And we say, oh, but they're like 90% perfect. (laughs) But there's just this 10%, right? And which is great. You know, you want to see the best in everybody, but you deserve the whole enchilada. You deserve the whole hundred percent with extra guacamole. That's right. For free. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, oh, I wanted to say also, what you were talking about is expectation. What you expect to get is what shows up for you, oftentimes, again and again. Mm. Oh, and, yes. and the expectation can be unconscious. That's what I was talking about before. Like sometimes mm. you're just like, you're like, oh, I thought I was really gonna get it this time, <laughs> and it, it, it's it's okay. We all are in this together. We all do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's constantly a practice. We're constantly learning, and it never ends. The work is never done. Like we, it's oh, you can always go deeper. You can always go deeper, and that's the beauty 
in all things. That's that when in one of my my beautiful clients that I've worked with for a really long time now, her whole philosophy, just her mantra is just finding the beauty in all things. And that to me, when I've used that, mm. it's um, collapsed timelines, I feel, and, and really has cleansed a lot of karmic cycles just from my, my mom and my dad, what I've received from them as far as my beliefs of what I deserve and why I'm here and who I am. And uh, what I what I expect out of life and all of this when when seeing the the beauty even in the midst of crisis such as what we're going through right now there's so many one of my clients this morning was like you know this pandemic has really helped me see that I needed to take care of myself and it's given me that time that's seeing the beauty in all things and that's just such a beautiful um beautiful thing to do. So I'd love to know, um, what do you do in your day-to-day -day life to help you, um, in your, in your relationships, just keep the energy flowing and, uh, just keep, keep peace in your relationships in the midst of perhaps a pandemic. <laughs> well, me and my partner have had, we have a a small one bedroom apartment, which is really nice. And we're moving out, <laughs> but it just happened to be <laughs> for the last few months, we're in it together. Um, we're in it together <laughs> in this, in this time. And so it's been really interesting. And um, I'm amazed at how I've been able to navigate this with him and how he's navigated with me. And I got to tell you, um, wow, I'm just really impressed with how effective taking a deep breath and setting your intention for the day and meditating before you ever even get started, like hanging out with someone because I'll, I'll, I'll be sitting in my chair, right? And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm not going to meditate right away. I'm going to go do my thing first, eat some toast and then I'll come back and I'll be across from him and then we'll start talking about something. And I'm like, I'm feeling restless. I'm feeling a little annoyed, distracted. Oh, I've got so much to do. And I start to get that creepy crawly feeling, you know, and then I want to be like, he's annoying. <laughs> but then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm annoying right now because I'm just being annoyed because I haven't taken time to, to do me and to, to get grounded. So then I'll go and I meditate and then come back and I'm like, oh, he's the most beautiful thing in the world. He didn't change. He stayed the exact same. Didn't even meditate. I changed and it changed my perception of him. And I can do that all the time. Like if I can get a control of my thoughts and in, in any moment, if I'm thinking like a negative thought about him, I'll think about all the positive things that I've seen him do that day. It's amazing. I'll turn around. I'll get way more positive from him than the negative. And it's like, it's a day to day, moment to moment practice. It really is, especially when you're spending so much time together. We've both been doing some working at home and it's just like, oh, oh my goodness. And, but it's really beautiful. We've grown closer versus far away and I have my mentor she always one thing that um she talks about is however you're dealing with your problems are you getting closer or are you getting further away and so if you're getting closer then you know you're on the right track if you're getting further away then it's time to take a breath and reassess how you are dealing with the that particular situation or issue or communication so I think it's just a moment to moment practice, but I'm practicing really being happy 
just being happy as much as I can, looking on the bright side and mm -hmm. focusing on my passion and what I want to do. And then I'm excited and then, like, oh, he just is so delicious. And then I just want to be like, he's so delicious all the time because I'm on fire with my love for myself. Oh, and that is just such the key because we, this whole rays of consciousness, we're able to see ourselves in, in those around us. And that's a beautiful, beautiful awareness. And so um, really it's never the, it's not the, the, the other person. There's, it's, it's just a constant reflection. No, not to say that you, you can't observe their behavior. And if they're asking for like, if they're if they're asking for that help or that insight from you perfect but it's a constant practice for you and that's why i love relationships so much is that it's a constant practice of of tuning into yourself and recognizing how you're seeing yourself i i really got to experience that this weekend where i just looked at our group of friends and and i how whenever my mindset would change my perception of myself it changed the way that i was looking at everyone and then change that perception and then it changed the same thing you know and and so it's so beautiful when we can take power back in our lives and say like okay well what am i doing to like to cause this internal conflict in myself or what's my part in this and what can i do to show up better and then be able to communicate compromise if you need some compromising well, can I ask you a question about that? Of course. How did you know you turned it, your perception around? Mm -hmm. Well, um, well, I, co I consciously actually did, I, I, by being conscious of my emotional state and, and how I was, um, uh, how I was feeling within myself about myself, it was just a really internal um, experience, just it, like if I went to the bathroom, looked in the mirror and like I, I judged myself and I didn't turn that around right away, I'd go out and then I would sense this, this judgment from other people. And, um, and then I would, okay, well, I know I had that thought and I have this feeling. So then I changed that. And I was just like, no, first, before going to myself, instead of going in the mirror, like you're beautiful and go out and everyone's beautiful. It was more of looking around and seeing everyone for how beautiful they are. Nice. And, and when I was able to see everyone else for how beautiful they are and how loving and caring and supportive, all of a sudden it was easier for to see myself that way. And that was a really beautiful awareness to first see everyone else as being supportive, loving and amazing. And then I was able to see myself easier. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. And it sounds like you were feeling it mm -hmm. and you could feel it. You know, we can feel these things. We have this beautiful like navigation system. When we get a little lost, how do we know? We feel it. We feel negative or positive. And when you saw a different perception of these people, you felt better. You mm -hmm. know, you felt like more aligned with yourself. We're just, we're loving each other, but we're really, you know, and we're bringing that love back to ourselves, which then allows us to love each other. And it's like this cycle, right? So the better we see in them, then the better we can see in ourselves. And then we can, you know, sometimes if I get a little lost in the sauce, I focus on my toes, right? And I'll be like, especially if I'm giving myself a lot of negative feedback, I'll be like, I love you so much toes. 
I mean, you're so fat and you make me rock climb so good because you're so fat and I love you because <laughs> they are actually huge. I have gigantic toes. Anyway, <laughs> there's not enough room in my shoes or my toes, <laughs> but they make me really good on the wall. Anyway, so like uh, fat toes and, and I'll be like, I love you fat toes. And then I love my feet and I love my ankles and then I go all the way up. Oh yeah, to my head. And then I just just say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I just spend a few minutes on that. If I get a little lost in the sauce, that's really brings me back to okay, okay, I'm ready. And it doesn't mean I'm living in airy fairy land all the time. <laughs> but what it does mean is I'm having discernment in every moment about how I'm feeling, which then tells me whether or not I'm I'm masterful of the energy in that moment and of my healing. And that's the key to every healthy relationship, I think. Is finding that masterfulness within ourselves. Oh, that is beautifully said. I love that so much. Um, my uh, another question, and I also want to say to the um, viewers that are watching us live, if you do want to ask Amanda a question, go ahead and plop it in the comments, and I will um, I will get back to it towards the end of our beautiful call. Um, but my question that I have for you is, what would you say to someone that is um, you know, they're just starting to take, um, make those boundaries that we talked about and they're feeling kind of um, guilty for, um, you know, just that switch of like feeling guilty for taking time to yourself. What, what would be like a, you know, maybe an exercise or something that you would say to this person that's feeling a bit guilty for making that self-care time as they transition from always making other people priority and then making their self a priority? Right. I might, if someone's really getting hung up on that guilt right at the start, I might have them pause and do like um, some automatic writing exercises on mm. I'm feeling guilty about this because, and then I would let them like dive into that with some guidance and then fish out um, and then what I like to do is I just write a bunch of stuff and then I find the juicy bits. I highlight those and then I write more about those. And then I go, Oh, okay. This is identifying pieces of my psyche that have said that it's um, not okay for me to take care of myself. It's not okay for me to say no to people. It's not okay for me not to be available for people. And it has to do with value probably, but not necessarily. It's different for everyone. So if they can identify what it is that's bugging them then um or why they keep uh thinking that way then they can heal it right and um mostly i say you know focus on what it is that's wanted but sometimes you have something that's like a wart you know on your on your skin you ever had a wart and it's just like got these deep roots and you can't like get it out i don't know i know it's disgusting but sometimes you got to dig that out and the roots come up you know and and so sometimes you have to dig out the wart that's just you know, it's just the way that it is. You don't always though, you know, mostly people can turn it around by, okay, well, I'm just going to think about, I'm going to think about what I know to be true, which is we're all connected. People know how to take care of themselves. They, everybody can be responsible for themselves. So I start really general, you know, and then talk myself into a state of it's okay for me to feel a little guilty right now. And it's okay for me to know that I'm taking baby steps and it's okay for me to, to you know, take a breath and, and feel as good as I can in this moment. And maybe I'll back away a little and then I'll move forward and back away a little. And don't resist. If, if you can get yourself in a state where you're not resisting whatever it is that you're doing or judging yourself for it, then you've really won 
and taken some big steps towards uh, making forward moving motion. But if you really want to dig into it, like I do like this theta healing stuff, which is really good because it like, um, it gets to do your unconscious and it can help you shift it and then move towards what it is that you want. It's really powerful, but everybody has little tools, right? That they use for this kind of stuff. I think most people have some tools. So I would just invite them to use whatever tools they're comfortable with to explore this concept of guilt, where it comes from, why they're having it and how they can move forward um, from that place in, that is in their comfort zone. You just, you know, you want to stretch your comfort zone a little bit, but you don't want to bust your bubble, right? Because mm-hmm. if you bust your bubble, you make a mess, you, you, you go backwards 10 steps, you know, you feel a little, but you want to, you want to expand. Um, we want to keep expanding and stretching, but we don't want to break the rubber band. You know what I mean? Right. So you just go up to your comfort level and you breathe and you give yourself permission to go in it as deep as you feel comfortable. That's Mm. that's what I do. Yes, I love that. And and doing those those practices of diving deep into even those negative emotions that you just learn so much about um about yourself and i i believe when you're able to get to those those rooted beliefs and and then you switch those around like um i mean it it changes everything and then you start to see how these are affecting not just one area of of your life but all over the place um uh, uh, affecting your life these certain belief systems so it's super super important for for us to um reverse those those um, concepts, those beliefs that we are um, viewing through this this lens that of perception in this beautiful reality. I love it. Yes, perfect. Well, um, Amanda, do you have any anything else that um, you would like to to share? I would love to know more about like how you help people with relationships and um, what you have to offer. Oh, thanks. Um, well, my website's called ReikiInfluence.com, and that's because I um, started out as a Reiki practitioner for my new life. <laughs> I've been I've been a lot of things. Like I taught um, at the at a university in Arizona, and um, and then I've also done self help coaching and just all these varied things. But um, recently, uh, for the past five years, I've been studying and teaching Reiki, and I love it so much. And talk about self love, right? like and you're a Reiki practitioner too aren't you oh absolutely yes I love it so much and I think a lot of people are getting into it and and I'm starting to explore offerings to Reiki practitioners like movement and Reiki and and these types of things that I love and and so um what I mean by Reiki influence is you you get to choose every day what influence you're under right because you can be under the influence of the guy that cut you off in traffic or you can be under the influence of your most connected self when you're just hitting that basketball goal over and over again and you can't miss you know what influence do you want to be under in that moment and I love a Reiki influence because if I'm feeling stressed out or whatever it really helps me relax it helps me reconnect Um, I've healed major major things in my body with Reiki it is crazy I I mean sometimes I just can't even I get a little wigged out if I think too much about it. <laughs> right. Because I'm, I'm a very practical person. I'm like, wait a minute, energy, vibration. Okay, this, yes, get on board. Um, and so, 
Yeah, I really love Reiki. And so I, I do, I offer distance healing, Reiki healing, and I actually um, offer one-on-one coaching with people to around relationships. I'm working on a book right now and I'm getting all my ducks in a row by working with you and uh, starting to get all my offerings down, but I do theta healing. And um, so I've, I've been mostly like in the healing arts recently, but I really love the idea of teaching. I've taught Reiki classes and I've taught a lot of self-help classes. So I'm, I'm just trying to put it all together by working with Vanessa because she's awesome (laughs) as I'm putting it all together and building it I'm still doing healing practices with people because it's beautiful I love it and I love helping people through whatever blocks they have I was just talking to um, someone I've worked with for years yesterday and he was talking about what influence that I've had on his life and he's very young I think he's like oh 24 now 23 four so I've been in his life for a few years and um, wow what a gift to work with someone that young and to watch them just go from he when when we first met he was like I can't get a date I don't I don't I, I'm awkward around women he had no like he had never had a girlfriend he couldn't even talk to girls you know it was really you know he was in dire straits I watched him around a few girls one time just to observe and I was like oh that's bad <laughs> don't tell him I said that I hope he doesn't watch this oh he said he was, oh, sorry about that <laughs> I didn't say his name it's okay but now oh my god wow he's got a girlfriend he's got this beautiful like sense of the world and who he is as a person and I just love that I've been a part of that and I feel so honored and I love when I get to work with someone and I get feedback like that and so I'm just so grateful and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm grateful to be here and you're such a beautiful light thank you so much for having me and for working with me Oh my goodness, Amanda, I just, I need to second um, all of that and also put some more cherries on top of that of how amazing you are and how grateful I am to be attracting such powerful, like sincere people, I'm getting chills, sincere people that genuinely want to serve um, because that's the type of person that I am. I genuinely have such a, a heart for, for serving people. Um, genuinely and, and you have that and I'm everyone here listening and can can definitely be like yeah this woman is incredible and yeah. so I'm, I'm very much at the same time so inspired by you and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to work you to continue uh, stepping into your get gathering all your your gifts and then making it into something that moves um, co- uh, coherently together and and being able to share that with with the world and, and impact the world because our relationships, I'm extremely passionate about relationships as well and us learning how to uh, communicate to one another, communicate our emotions in a compassionate way, um, but in a way that's truth uh, for ourselves and being authentic to ourselves. Um, it's just so, so beautiful. And so I'm very grateful to have you and that you're here on earth with with me so that we can just continue serving as many people as we can. So um, I do have a question for you from Carl. Um, Amanda, my question is, what are your thoughts on old flames from our past coming back into our lives? I had a chaotic relationship in my past due to us both enter back into my life as a friend, but I can sense the chemistry still there. Just concerned that me trying to help and be 
there as a friend, I feel I need to be for her doesn't confuse the situation. Well, I would just ask how you're feeling with your relationship with this person. Are you feeling good? Does this person give you energy around you? Or do you feel enlivened by your interaction? Do you feel excited to be around this person? Is it feeding you in a positive way? And if the answer to that is yes, then great. You know, that's if, but if it's no, uh, because it's like, do you feel yucky after you hang out with this person? Do you feel stressed out? Do you feel um, out of sorts? Because sometimes that passion, it can be delicious, but it can also be very uh, discombobulating at the same time. So I guess you're going to have to figure out your own discernment with that and do that by listening to your feelings. I mean, I think that old flames, if both people, we all change all the time. Mm -hmm. If you've been on a path and you've come to a new state in your life where you're more evolved, maybe you have more experience, life experience has taught you a few things, maybe you feel a little further on your path, then you might be more ready for this kind of relationship with her. If she has been also in that state of self-development, and um, coming into a new awareness of who she is in this world, then maybe you're both more ready now than you were. But I guess it's just going to be something that you have to answer and be honest with yourself about that. And, and I would say on top of that, that's very beautiful, Amanda. Thank you. And I would say to plop on, on that is, um, is, is just patience, you know, like just take one day at a time. Don't have to plan out the whole entire you know, the whole entire yes. journey, like, oh, now, you know, this is just take one day at a time. And, you know, the com as the conversation comes and it goes and, and just continue, uh, Carl, I know that you, um, you've been on this beautiful journey of discovering yourself and healing your heart and in, you know, being comfortable with your emotions and letting go of anger and all of this, you've been doing such a beautiful job. So just continue that, continue focusing on you. Um, and, and check in with, uh, you know, if something that one of my dear friends, um, Chris Lee always says is it doesn't have to be hard. Like it, it's just, it, it can be easy. And so not putting, so not putting pressure that it needs to be anything more than what it is. Um, unless, you know, it's talked about, then you can deal with it when it's talked about. But for now, just continue being your kind heart, uh, your kind-hearted soul and doing what you do and it'll all work out beautifully. That's awesome. I love it. And I love that you pointed out, take it moment to moment. That's what I've been doing with my relationships. And, you know, I never could tell while I was in it really, is this working or is this not working? I just had to be patient. Like Vanessa just said, chill out. And something in me knew when it wasn't quite right you know, and, and, but I wasn't always ready to, to feel that right away. Sometimes I would be there and I would hang out for about six months and then I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I'm not, something's not right here. But if for as long as it was right, then it was just, it was the timing and every relationship serves us and makes us better. So you can't get it wrong. Think of this as training ground. You're working a muscle right now. So even if this isn't someone that you spend years and years with, you're learning the tools of healthy relationship. And just by asking these questions, you're well on your way to discovering what that is for you. 
Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I love doing the, the ideal partner template, you know, and just having like, you know, the things that you clarity through the contrast, things that you are really important to you, you know, sharing the same values, having that communication, um, whatever you um, it's important to you. So perhaps this could be a time that you can start playing with those, those thoughts and in that intention setting of who you would like to call into your life and perhaps they're already in your life. And then you having more clarity on what's important to you, then you'll know you'll have more discernment on if it's, if it'll serve you to move forward or to take a step back and go the other way. And you'll learn, like, even if it's not, if it doesn't work, you're going to learn what works and what doesn't work by learning what doesn't work, right? So (laughs) you're like, oh, okay, uh, oh, okay, well, I did that again, and it felt this way. So I think in the future, I actually, now I know more about what I want in a relationship. Now I know I want one. Maybe that's passionate, but also has this level-headedness, you know? I'm just making things up. I don't really know about the situation, but, you know, because that's how I learned was just refining and defining what I want by life experience. Ooh, refining and defining. Mmm, I'll take some of those delicious (laughs) sprinkles. (laughs) Wow, Amanda, thank you so much for all the golden nuggets that you shared with all of us today. Um, everyone, I'm going to be putting her um, her website link on this video, her links for you to reach out to her. Um, I tagged her in this as well. Um, or if you're, you're listening to this, it'll be on the podcast description. So I love you all so much. Thank you, Amanda. And Thank you so much. Thank you so much.